My first time was terrifying. My first time was scary. Exciting. Shocking. Traumatic. Sad. Awkward. Weird. Uncomfortable. It's depressing. A relief. I thought I was dying. Meh. <laughs> My first time was horrifying. <laughs> My first time was empowering. My first time. My first time. My name is Janet Mbogwa. I'm a media personality from Kenya, the founder of the award-winning Inua Dada Foundation, author of My First Time, which has inspired this podcast about first-time period stories, and I'm a mom of two amazing boys. It's important to me that we continue normalizing and mainstreaming taboo conversations through diverse voices, because when everyone is included, everyone wins. Impact does not have to consist of huge numbers. That is part of the conversation that Abi Chabet has started. She's the author of The Flow of Life, um, a book which I think incredibly also details some of the unique challenges that we find in our country, Kenya. She's a final year student in university, somehow found time within studying to do a book. And I'm just very excited to have her on the podcast today. Abby, thank you for coming on my thank first time. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on your book. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get into it, because uh, I'd love to know what inspired the journey and how it's been, what's your first time story? Um, the first time I, I got to know about, about menstruation, um, Uba, we used to live in a certain town in Bumet County. It's called Kembu specifically. So it was a center where we have different people living in in those Tuploti. And then now, uh, one day while we were going to the to the shop, one of the girls who was studying in a public school, because for us we were in a private school, told us that uh, in their school today, uh, while on parade, there were men who came with mirrors and then they placed it um, down on the lady who was who had blood coming out of their body and then they had another mirror and then it was reflecting and then they kept laughing until they were all dismissed to go home and we were like now what is this she also didn't know what it was mm -hmm. but when i got home i got to tell my mom that um she's told us this and this happened in their school what is it so that's when she sat us down and like two months later that's when i had my mentor so i had information about it just two months look at that timing yes. um and when you say us it's with your sibling my sister with your sister yes. so when you had your first time was there still even though you had some information mm -hmm. was there still any shock surprise or were you just like okay it's here we need to keep it moving um well i didn't expect it to be that to be that like it, it's here before before i could maybe see my colleagues having mm -hmm. it already or having such a conversation so i felt like i was just being the first one to be experimented on because mm -hmm. now our conversation was just amongst our peers so mm -hmm. to me i was like okay if my mom had already talked about it then i'll just tell her that i've seen this weird uh mm -hmm. something that i call i thought it was weird then so um as a day scholar then it was easier to communicate at home and to be helped at that time mm -hmm. yeah many years later you've authored a book yes take me back to that first time because probably the seed was planted before you started putting the book together what was that moment that made you say we need to have this conversation and i'm going to play a role and i'm going to write a book what was that moment or story that changed the way you saw menstrual health 
Ah, okay, so I, I come from Bumet County and in 2019, there was a story about Jacqueline Chepney, yes. a 14-year-old. And so um, coming from the same county, I felt like we haven't normalized talking about this. Like these girls do not know. I mean, their dads or their mothers won't bring it up unless questioned. And so how would they question if they do not have information about it? So to me, I felt like we should get now people who are almost the same age as them. I mean, such a small age difference because they could relate to have such a conversation. So that's when we started having um, groups in church, mostly around the village, just the primary schools around, so that we can talk about it as people who are almost the same age. Yeah. For those who don't know and they're listening, tell us about Jacqueline's story. Um, So Jacqueline uh, was a 14-year-old in Bumet County. So in 2019, while in class, she soiled her dress. She did not have information about it. She did not have any product that could help her then. And so when she were, when she was ridiculed by her classmates, she just went and committed suicide. In as much as there have been so much objections of, you know, sometimes people are like, no, that can't be the story. There has to be something else. But I feel like if that's what happened to her, that's what happened to her. You are not there. Mm. And that's the problem. Yeah. And not only that. Also understanding that shame and heaviness that comes when you've soiled your pants, especially as a young girl. You know, if I can remember it like it was yesterday, you want the ground to swallow you because there's so much shame around it. And I remember we'd be given, you know, your friend would have to give you a sweater and tie it. And and because people didn't know, they would make fun of you. So, I mean, God rest her soul in peace. But to what you've said, Abby, if that's her story, that's what it is. um, Because it's something that a lot of people deal with. Um, So what began the journey of the flow of life? I love that title. (laughs) Um, What what is that where the journey began and how did it form into a book? Um, So after that incident of now deciding we have to do this, there was first a a group that came together to go and take it to their parents, to to take just basic needs to her family. But we are like, what about the rest of the girls who do not have information? So I decided that. Um, as a university student then, let me use this opportunity to also now champion my colleagues to be able to transform like their communities. So if you come from this particular place, then you help us reach out to that place and reach out to the girls there. So you come in and then you are supposed to impact your community. So when we come together as a team, then we get to get trained on how to train others. We get to learn and have more information about it. So that's when the Ladies Heart Organization came up. Yeah, so the Ladies Heart Organization is basically a platform for university students. And even as I exit university, I still hope to have um, like the, the, the younger generation joining university to be members. And then we can have... Um, Um, The rest who are done to be like the advisors and people who are guiding them so that we have a sustainable system of impacting our communities. Yeah. And it focuses mostly on menstrual health or other issues as well? Um, So it's basically about school mentorship because we believe that if, if, if a girl gets to lose like approximately five days in a month, that's like 60 days in a year. That's a whole two months of missing school. So it means that their academics are going to be affected. And now going around talking to these girls because sometimes you you need to find their story for you to get a solution. You just can't give what you think is a solution 
when you do not know a problem. Yeah, so we do school mentorship in high schools and uh, train girls on menstrual health as well in both high schools and primary schools. Okay. Yeah, so the compilation of the stories resulted to the flow of life. Yes, yeah, so tell me a little bit about the flow of life, what inspired the title and and um, what really is the spirit of this book? Okay, so the objective of this book was to tell the stories of the girls about their struggles because when you tell someone that someone actually um, digs out um, soil for them to sit on it because they can't access menstrual health products, they think it's a joke. They one of the stories a job or something. Yeah. yeah. So when you bring out those stories, people get to know the problems and they get to understand. Uh, when you see this book, it's um, 61 pages. Mm. So, it's so it was so intentional that even a primary school kid can sit down and read and as well an adult can read so it's it gets to bring on board like the big and the young people the flow of life for the topic we felt like it's it's supposed to sound as it's not supposed to sound dirty it's supposed to it's not even supposed to be an hygienic topic so it felt like yeah it's about life the mm-hmm. flow of life and the flow of life and then it's the flow because it's your period yeah, as well yeah. i think it's wonderful i think one of the things for me that's really standing out is things like the use of cow dung mm-hmm. um goat hide as well which when i think back to 2013 which inspired my own journey because it was a story of girls in marigat using goat hide and chicken feathers back in 2013 and so i think that for me is so unique about this is that you've captured very honest real situations that girls are dealing with what do you hope people will take from this book I hope people can get to realize the the real problem in the ground. So you don't get to assume that a problem in the slum is a problem for a girl in a pastoralist community. You don't assume that uh, the problem for a girl who uses buibui or dresses like that is the same problem to a girl who's in Western Kenya. They all have different problems. And so while you want to create impact, it should actually be designed in a way that it solves a problem. It's not just for you to have done something, but it's actually solving a specific problem in a given area. Yeah, so I believe for this particular book, it gets to help you understand the specific need in an area so that as even bring people on board, policies on board, we know so right now we have a devolved government with policies in different counties as well. They should um, customize those policies mm-hmm. to help their their people with the problems, not just coping or just flowing with the national policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the book also being used to inform or impact policy? Is that one of the things you hope it can do? Um, yes, in 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 this book, I have just like casually highlighted the basic menstrual health policies in Kenya, so it helps people to get to understand that this is the part that we've been able to deal with, and this is the part that we've not been able to deal with. And when we like right now, we are having like COP twenty seven coming. There's the issue of waste management as well. So every kind of policy should actually influence like all this. When you read um, in those European countries or countries with seas and oceans, the main problem is actually um, sanitary towels and, um, and diapers kids, as well. Diapers, mm-hmm. yes, diapers across like near their oceans. Like that's their major problem. So we can get to understand the depth that yes, we need to have the products, we need to have in the inform- information, but disposal is also there. Then it it becomes a whole round thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, circular kind of thing. Okay, that's smart. What was it? A, was it difficult putting the book together, or what was that journey like? Um, 
the objective being to highlight the stories and having um done this um through the ladies heart organization it's something that was just like so well done because sometimes you'd come from a mentorship session and you'd reflect in what they've done sometimes having to write a report about it and and so like you being the person who's actually had that story you can you know where that girl is it's easier to document it than just rather someone who's sitting and being explained to mm-hmm. with no idea of how the ground is nothing like that okay yeah and ha- are you fulfilled by by the book being out what has it been like what's been the response either from family friends or even the communities um so um the book has been received quite positively especially with the schools that we mentor and um to the girls the parents through social media they get to be like okay so this is something that can explain to my daughter without necessarily me mm-hmm. being uh, involved so much especially for fathers who probably up their daughters alone it 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 feels safe mm-hmm. reading it from a book it feels like it's it's something that we are embracing ourselves yeah so so far so good maybe you can yeah. turn to the camera and talk a little bit about where people can find your book um maybe talk a little bit about the price and yeah just any other call to action around the book and around ladies heart organization Okay so um I'm currently selling the book myself through my social media it's just Abi Chebet uh uh on Facebook Abi Chebi now Instagram and Twitter is just Abi Chebet and through the Ladies Heart Organization um social media and it's ladies for L A D Y apostrophe S it's 800 bob per copy and we do deliveries to whichever place uh, you'd want it to get to and uh my call to everyone is to join the innovation space I mean there's space for everyone to get a solution that um that's unique that gets to more people like just unique solutions through innovation because I I feel like with the current world that we are in the innovation part of it is just everything so let's think outside think as as broad as we can to get solutions to the problems in our communities thank you wow I have a feeling we'll see Abby in either parliament <laughs> or have you been asked that have you been told oh you should what are your thoughts on been able to get to the place where you can influence policy have you thought about it or are you just like i'm just on a journey of impact and i haven't really thought that far um actually as part of my introduction actually mentioned that i hope to serve my community in a legislative capacity soon um i have initially served as the youth governor for bomet county and um to me getting involved in that space and being able to be the one in that table to mm-hmm. see what exactly is happening is always my fulfillment mm-hmm. and i feel like i just we just need to be part of every aspect of it the innovation space we need to be act part of the action space the policy space i mean every kind of space yeah, yeah. finally you just mentioned to me earlier that you've completed your your university you'll be graduating soon what are your immediate plans now uh my immediate plans are to continue uh, as we speak I'm still on with uh, the Castnab professional course which I'm 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 doing it uh, during my evening um currently on my attachment at the school's finance office which I feel was a plus because being able to be retained at that like I felt like this is not a bad start but um 
I, I hope to grow professionally and still be able to balance with the organization and as well um, running Fabi Cake and Gift House uh, through social media. I hope to be able to um, expand it because this coming year, my plan is to get to a wedding masterclass, mm. uh, just um, away from these basic cakes of just small, small parties. You're a baker to be able to as grow. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, Fabi yeah, Cakes. Yeah, so I said. hope to grow in all angles mm-hmm. this coming year professionally, yeah. everything. Okay, well, yeah. we wish you all the best. Thank you. I feel like your passion is so needed and necessary and we appreciate you having the passion and i believe i want to give a copy of your book to you know one of our followers so that they can have it and also spread the word so thank you abby for finding time to talk to my first time thank you okay um yeah i think people like abby for me inspire a lot of hope because then the more conversations that we have the more um initiatives like what Ladies Heart Organization is doing, the more we're able to reach an even bigger, wider number of the community. And I always say when everyone is included, everyone wins because that's exactly what it is. Um, And so it's been incredible speaking to her, learning about her vision, and hopefully her call to action also inspires you to do something in your own capacity. Thank you for being with us on this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to my First Time Stories podcast, where we're pushing for menstrual justice one story at a time.